welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peverell with Marky D as always, Marky Davison. How you going, mate? Yeah, I'm going all right. I've, um, before we start the show, I've got, got a question for you. Yeah. Why don't we, you know, when, when we're making toast, why don't we butter the other side of the bread? Because then you get butter all over your hands. Yeah, but is that not, is that not wasting a piece of bread? No, because you got butter on the side of the bread. <laughs> <laughs> what a random question. Hey, it's morning time and I was I was having some toast this morning and I thought, how many times in the whole world every single person would only butter side one would only butter one side of the bread? And I was like, why don't we butter the other side? Can you get butter all over your hands? Yeah, but wouldn't it be wouldn't it be nicer to have a double piece of bread buttered? I don't know. <laughs> what a weird way to start this show. If, if you're tuning into Touch Down Under live uh, for the first time, or you're listening on the audio side, uh, not usually how we start this show. But but what I I'm going to draw a parallel to the Steelers. How you probably feel about that segment is probably how we all feel about the win against the Cincinnati Bengals this week. Like the concept was good. The outcome was all right, but it was really, hey, really hey, messy. I had, I had to ask the question. I, I was just really, really thinking, there's no one in the world who does that. No one butters the other side. I'm like, why? Well, see, I don't have butter with a lot of things that people have butter for. Like, I don't put butter for jam. I don't do butter for Vegemite. I don't... I only put, like, butter if I'm having a ham sandwich. That's the only thing I put butter on. And it's is not it, even butter. It's like an olive oil spread. Is it bad that I sometimes do butter and peanut butter on the same one? Well, no, a lot of people do. It's not my thing. It's not right. my thing. So, All right, that, that's, 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 the in, that's the intro. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. How is your bread buttered? Uh, but, Marky D, how, how uh, are you doing this week? Um, oh, Bengals man. Win? Hey, man, I'm uh, pretty excited. The old Bengals start, no, uh, ended with a sack in Super Bowl, whatever it was, against the Rams, and they started with a sack, and then they, they threw a pick six. So that was fantastic. Um, finally place. got to enjoy the win and I'm a bit more cheerier now because I like the TJ Watt news was really weighing on me. I thought if he's out for the whole season, that's going to be, man, that's going to be tough. And also like, I want to watch the guy play. I think he's one of the best players to ever play the game right now. So, um, knowing he'll be back in six weeks, I think it's good. Also like Carzy and hopefully Austin come you, back to those dudes. But like, uh, yeah, just on that though with TJ, do you, are you worried they're going to rush him? Yeah, to a certain extent. I look, I think if you're playing playing if Devin's playing well enough, just wait to the bye or something like that. And then just after the bye, have a good 10 game stretch into the playoffs. You know? Yeah. Um, because we all know like playing sport and whatnot, even when you're you say you're hundred percent, you're still like eighty percent. So coming back from injury, they they say six weeks, but it could be like eight weeks until he's healthy. He's obviously done some damage to his uh pectoral muscle and yeah, no, it, like I, it, it did kind of suck. I was like, man, I don't want to watch another. I don't want to watch another season without like without water. One of the best players to play the game. So, yeah, I'm I'm kind of happy he's back, and now the defense got to step it up, big time, big time. Yeah, it's it's time. Ogan Joby, uh, it's time. Like Hayward's got to continue that. I think it's cool for Alex Highsmith as well. Um, we'll see what happens with Malik Reed. Uh, but you know what else this does. I, they're drafting a uh, outside linebacker in the first three rounds next year's draft, one hundred percent. Would that Which be good depth, that, depth behind TJ yeah, Watt and Highsmith? They'll, they'll have to. They'll have to because well, Highsmith will be in his third 
season next year going to his fourth season. No, it's his fourth season. It's his third yeah, season yeah, this yeah. year. So it'll be his fourth year. Yeah. So, um, you know, he'll be coming off contract after that. And, you know, if he has a big year now, he might really set himself up for a nice payday. So I think it's going to be an interesting sort of situation um, from that perspective. But you're right in terms – how did you feel the defense went outside of TJ, though? I mean, obviously, Alex Highsmith did get the oh, three mate. sacks. Fantastic. I thought the secondary played really well, got the two picks. I thought Minka and Terrell – um, Terrell's not talked about enough. Alex Highsmith isn't talked about enough because of TJ's, um, of course, his play and then the injury. Uh, Cameron Hayward played awesome. I thought Ogan Joby had a good game too. Um, even Leal stepped up and played some some snaps too. And the middle linebackers played on fire too. Everyone wanted It felt like everyone wanted the tackle and they were geared up to play this game. Uh, of course, they were out there for 46 minutes. So that didn't yeah. that didn't help, you know. But um, I think overall, the defense played really well for what the circumstances were. And they're on the field for 100 plays. So that's a very long time. You know, snuck away with the, uh, with the win. But, um, you know, one of the most underrated guys on this defense right now is, is I don't know what, what you think, but Alex Highsmith, to me, is getting three sacks. And and we, the shows I've been watching, no one's really talking about it. And it's fantastic. Like, yeah, it's they talked cool. a little bit about, on, about it on Move the Sticks from a podcast perspective. Um, so that, that was kind of cool to hear that this week. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I also think, you know, I've been a big critic, like critic of the, or at least been concerned about the depth at cornerback. And I was really happy with the way they played. I was happy with Cameron Sutton, two pass defenses, two solo tackles. I thought Witherspoon and Levi Wallace played pretty well um, for the most part. I didn't, I got to say, and I know that Wallace isn't going to be a big hit tackler and a lockdown corner from a tackling perspective. But I would thought his effort on Jamar Chase was a bit flimsy. Well, he, that, he was terrible. That touchdown, apart. like that, like I'm like, mate, you're not stopping anyone tackling like that. You're not stopping a ten year old. <laughs> yeah, he, he um, Jamar Chase lit us up the whole game. You know, he was the one of the, the and so did Mixon to a certain degree as well. But I thought overall secondary played pretty well. Minka's Minka's playing out of his mind, getting that pick six and then and roaming around the field. Um, and also, even Terrell, too. Terrell was moving down into the box, and Trey Norwood was staying back at safety, where they were going to put Demonte Kazi there. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens when Kazi does come back to the to the defense. This, to me, this defense gets it. Like, they're getting it. They know, they know how to play. They just need help from the offense. Like, man. I wrote down the other day, 20, 23 minutes and 12 seconds was the amount of time the offense was on the field in, in, regular, in, the, regular, in the regular game. That's bad. They, they they need they need to convert first downs and not doing that. So the thing know. for me that like is going to be a problem, and everyone's like, "Oh no no, sit, sit Kenny Pickett." And even I was like that a bit the first few weeks in the O line. I still think you got to get like, even if you got to eat zero and three, and we're not, we're one and zero. Like, I was like, just get through the Browns. But how is this any different to twenty nineteen? Right with now. um. With, uh, with ben, like did, 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 Devlin and Mason Rudolph, right? Like with mm. Duck and Rudolph, and like Naji injured is like Connor, right? And Connor, you know, was injured in and out as well. So it's kind of, I just that offense does just have to hold on to the ball more. And I'm sorry, like I saw, I, I hadn't read that article. It's from another Steelers, Steelers, you know, media outlet, if, if that's what you want to call it about Matt Canada praising a two-yard gain at training 
if if Matt Canada thinks we're going to win in the NFL with like two and three yard gains, then yeah, we've got a problem. Like I don't want to. I don't want to be like a naysayer after you want to know against the Bengals, but like, and and you know what? They could probably play exactly the same way and come up with a win this week against the Patriots. But it's <laughs> you're not going to win didn't, nine games playing like that. <clears throat> you're just not. Didn't he say something like he was like okay with two yards, but he wants to get to four at least or something? Along those lines, if you get four, if you get four yards on the first down, no matter how you do it, that's really good because that sets mm. you up. You've then Take got two six. downs to get yeah. six yards, so you can choose to run it and have a go, or you can, you know, do a pass. And if it doesn't work, you can dump it off and see what you get, and then you get another crack at it. But if you're going to be happy on second and third down with two and four yards every time, you, you, you're going to have a problem. Like to win in this league, you've got to throw the ball around because they'll just load the box. Like, yeah. And I don't know how Pickens, unless he was injured, and I said this on Warren this week, how does Pickens get one reset, three targets, one reception for three yards? They never they never went his way. It was it was quite this odd. And also point. like with the with like, his offense yeah. too, it does seem like the exact same, but with a mobile quarterback now, but still like I'm not a big fan of these reverses. They 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 use Claypool six times, and I'm just not a fan. Uh, I did hear one podcast in the YouTube world say, well, that that's, that's a, you know, Claypool ran well. Uh, look, he had one big play where Warren was out there running in front of him. At the same time, I'm just not a fan of these reverses, man. The defense is too fast. They're way too quick to, to pick it up. Maybe once every now and then, like in that game where Steven Sims got the reverse when no one expected it. Uh, I'm telling you, no one did. And he ran away for 20, 30 yards. But the mm. Matt Canada offense right now, there's a lot of pressure. Like the, the, there needs to be a change, and I, I, I'm, I really hope they don't waste this defense this year because I think th- there's so much talent on this offense. Can you imagine if they? Can you imagine if they do? Can you imagine if like the, another year we we talk about a wasted? And you know what? Even me, like I wondered about how, whether Big Ben had it or not. But you do sit there and you're like, this is what we saw with Big Ben, but at least he could dial it up Very... in the fourth, right? Like it's. You know. Very similar, man. And like, you know what? There, If you look at the positive, look, Trubisky, he, he got out of the, the Bengals stadium with a win and got the, the big pass. But at the same time, man, the same time, like he didn't do anything till he got that till he got that flag in the free play, to, in my opinion. And the pass to DJ was over his head. It was a great catch, fantastic catch over his head. Um, the weird flea flicker was cool to see, but that's a gimmick play. You can't always rely on them. And the one pass where Claypool caught the, the at the two yard line was out of his reach, and he, and he brought that in too. So I'm just not confident in this offense, which is really hard to say because the defense is is top top five in my opinion. It can with with TJ what it can be. Yeah, seven sacks and, and four interceptions. I'll bring up like. This is a live chat, and then I'll, I'll expand on that point from Michael O'Malley. And Michael says Belichick is 35 and 36 without Giselle's wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, just, I love that. But the thing that, like, you know, and I'll bang this drum. I'm going to look, look at it a little bit on War Room this week. But, like, when they picked Kenny Pickett, right, I was really thrilled about that because I didn't think Malik Willis was – ready to go. And I thought if you're going to pick a quarterback in the situation where you go get the guy that's NFL ready that you know really, really well, right? And as soon as I was picked, well, I was on the BTC Zoom, you know, BTC staff Zoom, draft Zoom party thing. And 
people like immediately I was starting to talk about how Kenny Pickett throws it into the middle of the field and what that does and his accuracy, particularly, you know, intermediate, like 20 to 40 yards and beyond. Also 10 to 20 yards and then 20, 20 plus. And if you look at last year, a lot of it was kind of like a horseshoe where we threw down the sidelines or we threw, you know, like within zero to 10 yards, you know, whether it was in the middle of the field, left or right or on the right side. You look at what Trubisky did last week from Next Gen Stats, it's literally a big U shape again. Right. Nothing in the middle of the field. Mm. If you look at the quarterbacks that are on winning teams at like like double-digit wins year in, year out, including this season, well, and the teams that are throwing for 300-plus yards, you've got to throw it into the middle of the field. And I, for the life of me, I can't understand, and I know we don't have Juju Smith-Schuster anymore, but between having Freya Muth, Claypool, Pickens, even Deontay, any of those guys can line up in the slot. You know, I know Austin's out. I know they wanted to use Anthony Miller there. But Haywood can, you know, Connor Haywood should be playing that sort of, that, you know, that sort of role going down the middle, you know, for a bit as well and getting open and causing a mismatch in an H-back role or, you know, this tight end role. I, I can't understand how we can't throw it into the middle <clears> of the field. And I know that quarterbacks move away from there because there's a lot of traffic. And when you're having to throw short, it's really hard to it's really hard to throw to that part, you know, the middle of the field, right? And so that's where you need your O-line holding up. But I'm starting to get the feeling that it's the Matt Canada offense of not throwing it down the middle, in the at least in the NFL of what he's done so far. And that worries me because like you look at where the Patriots were good, they did throw into the middle there. They did throw into the scene. They did throw like to running backs making cuts. You look at the way Alvin Kamara carves it up every year. He's carving it up when he's in the in receiving game because he's like doing these drag routes or crossing routes straight through the middle of the field. That's where the space is because when you if you get into space against a defender and you've got that distance between the offender or you you're someone that's got really good acceleration, you're gonna get you you are gonna get like really good yak yardage, and that 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 is what sustains drives and it it's a real con- it, like it is a real concern for me because it uh, it's just. It's the way it is, no matter who's back there right now. And Kenny Pickett is accurate in the middle of the field. So I, I just... Suddenly, and and yeah. that's why I wasn't really like overly happy with the win as well, because I think we could we, we should have lost that game twice. I've never been on a, such an emotional roller coaster. And yes, it's our Steelers who do that towards the last three years, it seems like, for a very long time. But we lost the game twice, and then we went up winning with the Chris Boswell field goal. But it is... Is is Matt Canada playing it safe? What's what is real? Like, how do we? What is really happening with this offense? You've got such talented players, and you're doing little gimmicky plays where you're not running Naji north and south, like you know those um uh, shovel passes and stuff like that. Yeah. To Claypool but I can't whatever. understand as well. Like, if you've got Pickens right and Claypool, two big bodies, heart like. I know this sounds like, you know, and no, you, you have, we haven't coached college or NFL, but like, at the end of the day, you should be sending them down on enough plays that the defense goes, oh, oh crap. Like, even overthrow, even if you were strategic enough to say, okay, mm-hmm. they're not open, but overthrow them, right? If the defender's there. And I know things yeah. happen split second, but show a bit of gamesmanship and get the defense thinking, hey, they are going to stretch the field, right? Then. Like I just or purposely like you might miss and throw it out, but get the defense thinking. Right now, every team in the league knows when you play the Steelers, they're throwing it zero to ten to the sides. That's about it. 
What about um, they used Oshevsky as well? I saw like a, a little Twitter clip uh, video. They used Oshe- um, Oshevsky in the blocking game and he got like lit up, you know, on the outside edge. Why are they using a, a guy like that to to run block when they should be putting in someone else? Well, exactly. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> but the thing is, is that like the thing that I, the thing that I'm concerned about a little bit in that offense as well regarding this area is like, Chubitsky does do well with a good tight end. So I would love to see that they go out this week and they think about where they bring in Connor Haywood. They think about free move. They think about, I mean, I talked a little bit in the last couple of weeks before the, um, before we started the season around playing Claypool in a Carl Pitt style role, right? Just to get him some ball. Like, I, like that to me is the creativity. Everyone running around behind the line of scrimmage, confusing each other. It's like, it's not that creative. <laughs> can, I, can I just make a point here? I got uh, Pedro here on Facebook. Yeah, I saw that one. If we if we don't talk about Trubisky in, in extended length, there's no point of a podcast. Let's put it that way, okay? So don't give us this slack, man. Just you know, uh, you know, can you give up on the dude or whatever? If we don't talk about Trubisky in length, there's no point in the podcast. Like, I'm also like the other thing. That? The other thing I'll say is that's a fair view. That's a fair view about him not playing against a real defense. But quarterbacks don't get picked round one in the NFL if they don't have some prospect. And the Steelers picked, went out and got the best free agent quarterback available, and then they drafted the best quarterback available in the draft. Even if they plan to sit him, that's how they're choosing to use a first round draft pick. There are plenty of players that would have helped the O line, the defensive line cornerback, wide receiver. There are a lot of players they chose to pass over to pick Kenny Pickett. So, all I, all I'm, and there is a difference. Kenny Pickett is an incredibly accurate passer in the middle of the field. That's all I'm saying. So, if it's Trubisky isn't comfortable there, they've got something to think about. But, as we've rightly said, if it is Canada and his system of not throwing into the middle of the field, then Canada is not going to be successful in the NFL. And I'll just say that straight out. He, he will not be. College, maybe, well, but college people are open. I, I don't think he is at the moment, really, from what we're seeing with this offense. And like nothing to me, and we keep trying to, I guess, uh, stick up for this Matt Canada offense all the time, right? And it doesn't seem to be getting any better. They brought, they ran the ball 70 yards, what, 4 point, four point yards a carry. Couldn't, couldn't move off third down. And if Matt Canada's happy with two yards a carry, it just doesn't seem like he's it seems like he's playing it very, very safe and not planning to win and taking, yeah, taking and advantage I mean, of the is, defense. And and Pedro rightly says, and, and I completely can understand what you're saying, that he sometimes, Kenny, got, got happy feet to a degree. I did think he was better in the previous season. Um, and so that Mitch love a better time. I agree. But this is the other thing is that if, if let Mitch create plays, as you so rightly said, then Marky D, like let him move around and throw. I'm just concerned because... And, and David Muse brings it up in the live chat about, you know, Ben had so much success passing to the sidelines. The problem is that this was something, we, I mean, when we were doing shows two years ago, I complained that Ben didn't throw it into the middle of the field. <laughs> like, and, and we talked about, and, and that that was at the time when we picked out, you know, Pat Freemuth and we were like, well, now he's got a big target that he can throw it into the middle of the field that, you know, does have really good hands. And we saw that in the red zone in Pat Freemuth's rookie year last year at times. So, I, I'm just saying that I don't think they're scheming well enough to throw it into the middle of the field. 
and they, they can't run the football. The O-line still needs to get it together. And, I, and it did look better. You know, it did. But you, you, you you're not going to win games throwing it short into the sideline only on offense. It, they've got to be, they've got to run the ball better. They've got to throw into the middle of the field. They've got to throw deep passes. Like if you think about those four things I said as pillars, we're relying on one pillar right now, or like one one limb of two arms and two legs. How well are you gonna? How well are you gonna go playing on with one limb? Can you like, can not, you win games in the well. NFL? The offense scoring only seven points. Pardon, like, the, the, uh, the, can you win games in the NFL where the offense only scores seven points? Because that's what we did pretty no. much did last week. Exactly. Exactly. It, it looks bad, man. It looks really bad. That's why. And also, like- what's the point? What's the, like they may as well. You know what they may as well do right now? They may as well trade Mitch Trubisky to the Dallas Cowboys and get Sam Williams or Demarcus Lawrence or some other like pass rusher, and we'll play Mason Rudolph because Rudolph can play, Rudolph can do mm. what Trubisky's doing right now, right? So you may as well get someone to fix the loss of TJ Watt right now, but. If you want to win, you know, if you want to leverage the talent you got there, and I know it's only week one, but the, the concern for me is, and I, again, I know they had two weeks to scheme for it. If they thought the defense was going to shut them down fine, and you just, you don't want to, as Tomlin says, it's not about killings. But as I've talked about on different shows, like, and even when you, you know, you miss shows, Mark, as well, when we've talked about it a lot, to win. To go to the Super Bowl, you are going to have to win a certain number of games throughout the playoffs and regular season where you score more than 30 points. You are going to have shootouts. Like we had a couple last year, Chargers, Vikings. This team doesn't look like it. Well, as you just said, it only scored seven points. And I know it's only week one. Off a turnover as well, by the way. Exactly, right? And I know it's only week one, but is this really like – Again, Matt Canada offense. I would not send anything lightning different in the preseason. It's just it's a worrying trend, particularly with Najee potentially battling some sort of ongoing injury. That's all. It's just and this is what the title's about. It's will the Steelers fight and will they fight back and will they be able to like get all these things done? Or will they or will it be flight? Well, that's just that's all we can do. Oh well, we'll see how we go. Like it's it's gonna be interesting, and I hope they do fight. And I, when I say that, like I think even on defense, they're playing outstanding. Anyone can see that. It's really the offense is that really struggling to say, well, you got a long season, and you're, you know, there's nothing really like he says. He says, you know, kind of like the creative offense, right? But it's not really. It's so predictable in the certain plays that they do. And this is and what, tri- like, and, and it's fair, like, you know, M. Marcus in the live chat says it's only one game, relax, give the offense time, you know, to yeah, mesh. True. It's completely offense. <laughs> it is. But what's what's the one consistent thing? It's Matt Canada right now. What's the one consistent thing they're doing? They're throwing it short into the sidelines. Yeah, but also it's it's happened last year as well. It's not. It's not. No, no. Why you would what, you, you don't draft? That's a poor you don't take. draft George Pickens and you, and you throw it to him three times in that game. Like you know what? No offense, yards. uh, Marcus 39. That that's a poor take. It's not just one game, it's it's for it's all the, the extended games from last year as well. Okay, it's not just one. No, game. no, yeah, but I know I see what he's saying with the new offense, but all I'm just saying is is what you probably were gonna say there is that this is Canada is the constant, the scheme that you're doing is constant, and you know what? Why why waste a second round? I, I'm get kind of frustrated about this. Why waste a second round draft pick on Pat Freemuth? Why waste a second round draft pick on George Pickens if you're not going to use these fellas? 
Like they should have drafted O line so that they could sit back there with all the time in the world to throw these dumb slants. Like, Look, I hope they can figure it out because they, they have such a talented offense, you know, skill-wise with Deontay and all these guys. Like you said, Pickens and Muth. And look, I think Muth had a pretty big game. We got the positive. He had a really good game, right? He got that, that Yeah, that he last did. But if you look up. up until the mid-fourth mid quarter, like, you know, he hadn't done a lot. But And that's not on Muth. It's about how much ball you're getting. I just – they've got to hold on to the ball. And it, it goes back to what you were saying at the start of this area of the podcast where – you talked about giving, and, and I want to flip to the defensive side. You talked about giving the defense a break and not forcing the defense to have to do the whole thing. That's the, you know, and so in, in that vein, like, who are you, I guess, going into week two now against the Patriots, we do have TJ Watt missing. You and I briefly covered earlier about who needs to step up. But is there a particular position group or is there a particular player, like obviously we know Heisman's going to have to, you know, be, you know, the center of the pass rush from the outside linebacker perspective and fill in for TJ in whatever way he can. Is there another area of the defense that you are particularly looking to basically take a bigger role this week? Bill Bill Belichick is going to try and run this ball down our throat. They're going to they're yeah. pull guards. They're going to use the two-back set uh, with Stevenson. And I think the other dude's, is it is it ha- uh, Harris? I can't remember the other dude's name. Um I don't remember the other dude's name. Anyways, yeah, well, they've got try- Damien Harris and Deontay Harris. I think it's going to use. Yeah, yeah, they're going to try and run down. Like if, if if Bill can control the game, line of scrimmage, and get things moving, and pushing our defensive line on the back foot. Um, well, I don't really see that happening. I, I think this defensive line is a bit different than it was last last year. Cameron Hale looks better. Tyson Lewis looks pretty good in there too. Even Leal and um, Ogan Joby are playing well. So, to me, it comes down to if they're running the football and they're getting the first downs, then Mac Jones going to go into play action. Mac Jones will be more comfortable. So I think running game is going to be key to, to if you can stop that. Um, I, I I reckon we can take, I reckon a secondary with Minka back there can 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 formulate a scheme or Terrell Austin can formulate a scheme to where he can shut down most of these pass, these uh pass catches, right? And if the pressure gets to the quarterback, I don't I don't mind seeing that. It's just if they start running over us like they did in 2021, that's a problem. And Bill Belichick, man. He's a mastermind. He's gonna figure this. He's gonna figure this stuff out, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but he's in a he's in a in a in a you know precarious, precarious situation too. Like with Mac Jones, like he hasn't got his Tom Brady back there no more. You know, it's a lot different. <laughs> it's a lot different um, offense to see what he's doing, and he's now zero and one. And Miami Dolphins played a good game against them, right? So the Patriots aren't the same old Patriots anymore. But still, they're gonna come here with uh, you know a lot of fight. They, they, they're going to come with a lot of fight, I think, yeah. to play us. And if they can run the ball more better than we can or hold possession, like there's no way. And this is why I find funny about this, the Matt Canada offense. You can't hold the ball for 23 minutes. You lose. You're going to lose because we won't be getting five turnovers this week. We might get one or two. But if you, if you hold it for less than less than 23 minutes, it's like that's a long time. But you <laughs> know what I like? I, I'm, what worries <clears throat> me is like – if Najee Harris is not ready to go this week, I said it in the Slack channel earlier in the week, don't play him. Don't play him. Like, play Warren. Play the other guys. Like, let him recover. Because we're going to, if we cut, like, more than holding the ball this week, we're going to need to hold the ball against the Browns. Right? Like, we are going to need to hold the ball against the Browns because they're going to ground and pound us, right? The longer we have the ball, the longer Chubb and um, yep. guy behind him don't have the ball, right? Hunt. So, like, 
this is so I'm just sitting there with Jalen Warren, like give him a go, like run it up the run it up the guts with him, you know, like really show that. Like he looks good too, man. He looks just... he looked he looked good last week. He he blocked well. He, he did, man. He ran okay because of a few few short times, but he was out there, you know, looking like a true steal. Like he blocked uh I think Claypool almost took that linebacker out to lunch. Like he looked pretty fun out there, dude. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, uh, so from from I guess from that perspective, um, I agree with you on definitely running the ball. I think moving to the defense, which is what I want to talk about. I think their inside linebackers are really important in this game, right? I think you know how Miles Jack and Devin Bush, Devin Bush can have a big big game this week, or at least do better than what he's done to date. Still, like we're gonna be able to really take it to the Patriots. You know, and I want to see with TJ gone how those how Jack and Bush are being brought in to rush Mac Jones as well. Because if we can bring a, like that mm-hmm. that sort of a rush down the middle of the, the down the middle there, and, and you know you know um, disrupt those slant passing lanes, that short middle of the field for Mac Jones, that's going to be really really important. But particularly because Mac Jones is injured right now. You know, he's got those back spasms and what have you. He's not coming into this game like, oh, my God, I'm feeling great. And they're not coming off a win, right? So the pressure's on for him. So the more we can do to make him feel uncomfortable, he's only a second-year quarterback as well, right? Do you think this is a, this is more of a Cameron Hayward game too? He, he played outstanding in week one. He did, but the problem, the problem that you see, right, in a game like this is with TJ out, we saw it last year with Tuitt. Teams can now double up against Haywood. Like everyone's going to know right. who's going to be bringing it on. It's Haywood, right? The right. Patriots are going to be very aware about scheming Highsmith out. So really, this is an Ogan Joby Malik Reed game, right? right? This is where, and that's why I think Devin Bush and Miles Jack need to step up because I re- like I really think they're going to have to be able to be really solid in that middle, so the other guys don't have to do too much. That's that's the piece, right? And I like. You know, I we talk about being creative. Like, can they, on certain plays in, you know, whether they're if they're playing the nickel or the dime, can they put Miles Jack on the edge, for example, or you know, Devin Bush in like a speed sort of run? Like, how are they going to play that? I think that's going to be the interesting piece as well, um, particularly in the way Belichick schemes with this offense. But all well, what I would say is, I think this game is going to be. A difficult one to watch. I think there's going to be a lot of punting. I think there's yeah. going to be like a lot of short drives. Um, but as as you said, I think it's whoever doesn't the team with the least amount of turnovers and who holds the ball the most wins. And I know that you can say that for any game, but this game is a hundred percent going to be decided by that. Like, well, you I can't say the overall can't under say is like <laughs> I think the overall under was like forty one and a half or something. Right. Yeah, I think it's going to be under. But even last week, you held the, the the Bengals held the ball for forty six minutes. And they should have won. But I, I'm with you all the way. This is a, this is the game where I think Mac Jones will probably struggle. I don't really see him scoring too many points um, uh, versus us and versus our defense because they're playing some, some solid defense. Like they're going crazy, and at the same time, I'm not confident in our offense. Like you have all the superstars and they're not doing anything. You you watch look as okay as a fan perspective, pure fan. Look, I don't know, I don't know much about coaching that kind of stuff. I just watch my team and have fun. I watch all the other games around the NFL, Maddie. And what do you what do you see? You see the big passes, forty yards. You see the, the wide receivers getting wide open, and you just don't see that with this Steelers. I feel like we say that. I feel like we say that every three or four weeks during the season and off season. I like I, I know, 
Other teams seem to be able to throw for 300 yards. I, I, I just don't it, get it. And they it have worse O-linemen than us. I, what is, I, I it? is it? Is it the route concept where they're not developing the routes to get open well enough? I saw a pass in the, the Seahawks game where Russell Wilson to Jerry, Jerry Judy or whatever, and he was wide open. He could beat his man. He was open by 10 yards. I have not seen that in a long and time. And Deontay gets like one of the biggest, like biggest release distances in the NFL for wide receivers. Like, Oh, just, like, what, is, is it scheme? Is it the defense that they know they're not going to throw it in these certain places so they're not going to attack there? Is it they Have they figured out Matt... Is, is every single owner figured out Matt Canada they're not telling him that they know? <laughs> like, I, I look around the league and I go, there's something missing in this offense that we used to see. We used to be... Maybe we were so like... Um, you're used to seeing AB and, and those guys tear it up with Big Ben. Like, that was so much fun in 2016, 2017. Fantastic offense, a levy on Bell, and it's now it's just like it's, it's not fun anymore. <laughs> Sorry to say, but it's not not as fun as it used to be. Najee Harris still hasn't got a big touchdown yet. He's got one in his career for forty yards. I mean, look, it's it's not the AFC West. Like, it's not we're not in a division right. that's known for you know throwing the football round. But I, uh, <laughs> I do know what you mean. It's as I say, I worry because there are a certain number of games per season that you need to you're gonna need to be able to put points on the board. And I just without Ben drawing plays up in the dirt, you know, so to speak, I just don't know if this team has that right now. And that's you but know, you as know. I said, you're not gonna do that. You're not gonna do that when you you are so one to keep the analogy out earlier in the show, one limb focused, right? You know, like if you're only going to rely on short passing and to the sidelines, then yeah, you're going to have a real, it's, it's going to be a problem for you. You're just not going to have a versatile enough offense, which is going to keep the defense guessing. And so therefore they, they're going to be able to make plays because you become predictable. You remember the days that you just like Big Ben will go out there in the first drive, like back in his, his youth days and just like chuck a 50 yard bomb to like Matavius Bryant. And you're like, yes, let's go. Yeah, I mean, but Ben was a franchise quarterback. <laughs> like, you know, we got we to gotta remember that, right? Like, you know. I just miss him, mate. I miss him. I miss him. I just want to see the offense be successful. And I, I think there's the skill players are there. But like, to me, is it Canada? I'm just, I'm on the but Canada I, like, hate I, train. Someone, I forgot who it was, but one of our BTC colleagues said that this O-line was better than the one in 2008. And I said, is it? Is it better than that O-line? Because I don't know about that. Uh, look, prove me wrong, Canada. Go out there and score 40. Just go do something. That's my expert opinion. Go and just... I, I look around the league, man. I'm like, it's so, it looks so fun to be in my home's team. <laughs> Doesn't it? They look fun to be that. Or like a, a Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen team. They look pretty fun. So I'm not saying I'm switching. I'm not switching, all right? I'm not switching I think, to blue. I, I think it was in response to that. Quinton Shelby on the Facebook side said, it's not... not. <laughs> Right. The O-line. I, agree, I agree with you. It's, it's like, um, but all right. So going on to the Patriots side of the foot, like this game, is there a, someone on the Patriots that you think needs to basically is going to be the, the match winner for them that the Steelers, if they can stop that person from having a big game, they'll, they'll go a long way to winning this game. Yeah. Like I said, probably the running backs, the, the bloke Harris. I don't know his first name. I forget his first name. I think it's and, Damien uh, Harris. They've got Damien, Damien Harris and Ramon J. Stevenson. Yeah, those those two dudes, I think if they run over us, it's going to be big trouble. Um, of course, this is a big game for Mac Jones. Like, it does come down to the quarterback play, right? 
Uh, Mac Jones heading into Heinz Field slash Akershaw Stadium. Uh, this is this is a huge game for him. Zero and one, and his his I guess confidence. Like I wouldn't want to verse a, a, a Steelers defense like this now. Like not at all. Not with Minka back there. Like you've you've got to contend with like all the plays. You know the middle linebackers, Alex Highsmith off the edge, and you still got to try and find the football. And then Minka's lurking around. Um, yeah. Like I I think I remember last year too. You you were picking certain points where Minka would pick it off, right? And this this yeah. seems like the year that he's doing it. Like he seems like he's roaming around the field and, and getting involved. You look down sometimes and he's like involved in a tackle and you're like, where did he come from? <laughs> I, I was actually quite surprised. <laughs> I didn't expect him to completely pull back from last year's tackles. But Minka had 10 solo tackles in this game. He had 14 tackles. And a punt block. I mean, and, and a kick, and a kick, <laughs> a field goal block. Like he, I, I would say... Yeah, if, if it's Patriots, maybe Mac Jones needs to be wary of uh, Minka because he's so coming into point. If he has another three or four special teams, let's say he blocks another three punts this year, right? He's, let's say he scores another three or four touchdowns, finishes a year with six or seven interceptions. At what point is he in the right? What, in what point do we start thinking about an MVP for the league, right? Really? I, I, I love, no, no, and I say this because like it's just talked about in the NBA circles a lot, like in terms of, are you the most valuable player to your team to win? And it's the same thing. Like in the NFL, it's just if you're a quarterback, you get it, right? Like Cooper Cup, people are like, yeah. oh, maybe he was challenger there. But like most valuable player, like theoretically in my mind, should be the team that the, the player that helps that, you know, they're the difference Ooh. maker with the million for the team. Like he won that game for the Steelers. Oh, big he time. blocked that on and he scored that touchdown. He won that game and he had the most tackles. Like without me, like without Minka, they would have lost by 20 points. It's funny what it's funny what the NFL does because what the NFL does is they hyped up uh, Josh Allen last week and and like they did like the whole stat line like four TDs or whatever it was in all the yards and then someone wrote a comment on Facebook like well you forgot to add his two picks <laughs> you know so they're trying to like you know always build up the quarterback but I agree with you um, Minka is it was the game changer and he, he pretty much won them put him in the chance to win in the game yeah the, the pick six he had the, he, blo- he blocked the field goal that's unbelievable. You know, and, and 10 solo tackles means he's actually feeling comfortable in the defense and he's figuring out the offense. Like he's 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 being where he needs to be. And that's why I like the pairing of him and him and Terrell Edmonds together. Because they go so well together. The, and the, the, I, the, I could I could see him take advantage, he could take advantage of Mac Jones. And and look, Ken in the live set <clears throat> live chat says that they'd need to um to give get us to for the safety to get MVP, you'd need to score a TD per game with three interceptions and four sacks. I get that, but the concept of what I'm saying is that he is like an absolute difference maker. And, you know, if, if he, as I said, if he hits some of the stats that I've brought up, you know, as we sort of talked about it in this segment, like he, his contract looks cheap at this point in time, right? Like if the Steelers would hold the, their opponents to like, you know, 10 points a game or 13 points a game, like I think the Ravens did one year in 2000, I think the Steelers did yeah. like in, in 2008. Then he'd have a chance to go and maybe win MVP of the whole league, but then it kind of—I find—I think it kind of throws all the other awards out because then then you got to think, well, who's going to be offensive player of the league? That's going to be the quarterback, but then who would have been the guy under him? Yeah, and I've heard a push. Yeah, and I heard a lot of push this offseason around. They're thinking, and I'm not—I didn't want to talk about like MVP awards. It's just more to emphasize the point about just how special Minka is, but. Just on that point, you know, I've heard a lot of talk where they're saying the offensive player of the year award should now go to a non-quarterback because it's it like 
the way that the MVP award is skewed towards the quarterback. It's like... Oh, it's always quarterback in reality, isn't it? They get the 40 touchdowns, the 45. They got, they got the ball in their hands. You can't give it to an O-lineman. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. If you gave it to uh, Chicks for, you know, I don't know, like, fuck, there's someone like that. Like, mate, that, uh, guy like who? Wait, that guy won't win <laughs> anytime soon. Sorry. All right, Mason Cole. Mason Cole, he's the MVP. He holds the ball the most. All right? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. It's it's a it's a funny one, um, but Minka's Minka's playing nuts. The lights out. I mean, I, I'm I'm so excited to see. Like I, I like this secondary man. I really do. I, I like what he's doing with this this team to get that pick six and to, to run away with it. And then you just got to hold the ball, Canada. Just get some first down. I don't even care if you get three first downs and punt it. Do something. Yeah, and this is this is it. Like, and that's where I was talking about more of the offense before. Is like I'm not expecting the Steelers to score forty points a game. Right, they don't need to with that defense, but you can't make that defense play that many 100, snaps. Hundred times, what's that? That's seventeen hundred snaps. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that if it was a, it was seventeen hundred snaps, and they're like, all right, and then people go, well, how are we losing the playoffs? Because your team played seventeen hundred snaps in the regular season. That's why, you know. People wonder about like Najee, like like at the end of the season, <laughs> battered and bruised. I'm like, he had 381 <laughs> touches as a rookie, guys. Like, oh, yeah, man. Uh, football is a funny thing, isn't it? It's a, it's a, it's a funny thing. But it's easy to play armchair expert as well, right? Oh, like, that's what we do. Resistant. That's what we do for a living. <laughs> you know, like that's it, right? But it's just, it's not. You know, and you got to go with the highs and the lows, but. Just, it would just be fun to come, to watch a, you know a game. Particularly, it's not even cold yet. That's the other frustrating thing. It's one yeah. p.m. It's warm weather. Like it's no, no, warm something weather, something right? just like, feels. But like, like it's just you you sit there stressing like the whole game. I know, you know? and it, it's like you know in your heart you're like yeah the Steelers can do it, and then you, your head's like, oh man, nah, it's done. Like even Cam Hayward said he walks at the sideline after they scored the touchdown. He's like, oh, it's over. And then someone, and everyone's like, no, no, no. Let's see about the kick. Like, apparently, Danny Danny Smith said to him, like, you know, no, no, no. We've got, we've got it. We've got to like line up and block that kick. And he's like, oh yeah, whatever. And kind of like put his helmet down. And then see, so he knows they blocked the kick. And he's like, oh, we're back on the field. He's like, yeah, we've got more football. I'm like. Yeah, even the players are like feeling like this, right? Like, oh, we 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 dead. The Steelers dead set lost twice, and I I I said on my live stream that I do, and I gave up. I was like, I want. I don't care who wins. I was like, I don't, does someone win? I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm so done with the up the down. Even the Chris Boswell like hit the the post. I was like, kidding, kidding. But so. the good thing is the good like I will say this. The great thing is before I want to do one last piece before before we close out the show. Last year, we had the draw against the Lions, and that made things a little bit difficult in terms of playoff schedule. We had to go away to the Chiefs. This We could look back on this game, and a game that a lot of people thought yep. us losing in Cincy against True. the Bengals. I, 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 know, where Bowl, going, right? I know where you're going. And the Bengals, we'll the Bengals will play really well this season. At the end of the day, we're 1-0 in the division. We're 1-0 against the team that's most likely mm-hmm. to top the division. We've got the game breaker against them for the AFC. And this is, as I say, this is one most people would chalk to a loss even if they thought the Steelers were getting nine wins. Patriots are looking worse than what people expected too. We can go into Cleveland 2-0 and on a short week. But that, that does release the overall pressure around this team. And so we don't want anyone, any of the listeners, whether you've been listening live or you're listening on the audio side, 
to sit here and thinking we're down and out on this team. We're not. What we're saying though is that it's gonna have to get better going for the rest of the season. Like it's gonna have to go getting better and build on what you were able to do, right? Absolutely take advantage of the fact you were able to get those turnovers. You were able to win that game despite missed kicks. Here's a here's a quick take. Are we beating, you know, this is ages away, but are, are the Steelers beating Joe Flacco? Because I, I I reckon that should be all. if we if, if if Joe Flacco Jets beat us, I'll be so disappointed. Bag Joe Flacco. Did you no, like, did you watch him last week? He still you didn't you didn't you, did, you didn't okay, watch him. Did well, how about how about this? How about this? He still threw for three hundred yards. Uh, we didn't even do that. Mitch Trubisky did nah, for two hundred yards. I no, nah, you can't bag that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can go watch go watch the game. He's real bad. I Terrible. watched some of it. It wasn't it wasn't great, but he still threw <laughs> for three hundred yards. Hey man, he looks like a statue back there. He looks he looks worse. He looks worse than than uh, Trubisky or Ben. What's not statue, you, you don't don't defend Flacco. Come on, mate. Jesus, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> how does that make you feel? Through What's that? double what Mitch Trubisky threw last week. Well, I'm just saying, if we lose a Flacco, I'll be, oh, man. We won't. The defense will rip them apart. Yeah, I can't wait. That's what I'm saying. It'll be lights out. Uh, All right. So I wanted to bring it back last week, but we had bad on the show and it just kind of, you know, we went the way we went. But um, I want to bring back our punts of the week, you know, where we do our big gamble or our big bet of the week. I I missed that last week. Um, Want to bring that back for the season. I'm going to actually log them, not like last year where we just sort of got a bit lost in it. So... (laughs) Do you have a punt of the week? And for those that are new listeners, punt of the week. In Australia, we say going on the punt. It's like going yeah, betting you know, having you know a gamble. What? So uh, this is a bit of a bold prediction. So what do you got? I got uh, – I got uh, – let's go – let's go a weird one. Let's go sneaky sneaky train Norwood. When he's, he's on, oh, smoky. Yeah. Smoky pick. He's, right, he's going to be – train Norwood's going to be in the slot and they're going to throw like a like – a, what an out route or something like that, and Mac Jones won't see him. He's going to pick it off and go to the house like William, like William Gay. That's wow. that's a pretty bold prediction. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just going to say picks it off, but you're saying Willie Gay. Yeah, he'll right go right. to the house, mate. Let's do that. Trey Norwood goes to the house. I think for his first ever interception. I'm going to go Miles Jack. Two tackles for a loss, one interception. Yeah, I like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll he'll be in the backfield for sure. You want to see him get get an interception too? Yeah. All right. He's Max Jones. He's picking that off straight out. Is he going to have trouble? Mac. This is a hard game for Mac Jones, right? I think so. Actually, I'm going to go. I'm going to go two TF. Oh, he got one last week. I feel like that's dodge for me. Only going two. I go three tackles for a loss, one interception. There you go. I'll, I'll make Are we doing scores as well? You want to give our, give our scores out? Yeah, give a score prediction. Yeah, it. I reckon. I reckon sixteen ten. For some reason, I think, I, and I got mine almost 16, right last 10. week. Yeah, I got. I picked twenty three twenty one last week, and I got twenty three twenty Steelers. So I'm going sixteen ten. I don't think our offense can score uh, that well, and I think we can hold them. So sixteen ten Steelers. I go I'm going twenty-three uh twenty three twenty Steelers. Exact same score. <laughs> Tell me actually inside feels feels twenty six twenty. 
to well, the Steelers. With but... uh, with with two. With Actually, two no. I'm gonna go. Dogs. Yeah, I'm gonna no. I'm gonna stick with my what I had in my head. 26-20. Okay, I like that. But I want it. I want it. It's on record that if they, it is twenty three twenty, I should say that too. That'd be crazy. The exact same score two times in a row. Oof. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the Patriots. I don't think the Patriots can score more than twenty. But it depends on you know how the Steelers, how long the Steelers actually hold the damn football for. Yeah, and can they score more than twenty? That's why I went sixteen. I don't think they can. No, no. but I thought about like four field goals, four field goals, and two TDs. Oh, Bozzy is man. Boz is money, isn't he? He's, he's money in in uh, Akershaw. Yeah, Heinz Field. That's he's he's mean. money over that yeah. way. He could yeah. be one of the. He could be MVP. <laughs> <laughs> why not? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I've put the Steelers' defense back in this week in fantasy. I I subbed them out. Oh, how did you miss week. out? You missed out on like hundred points. I I, know, I missed. It was like the <laughs> under the league I'm in with the BTSC guys. I missed out on twenty points. I picked. Well, I picked. Oh. I have the Ravens D on my bench, right? And I thought Ravens D against the Jets, right? And so, but okay. yeah, when mm. this and so the Ravens D got twelve points, but I was pretty upset because like so I put the Steelers D back in, but <laughs> it needs to perform. They're gonna, they, in my opinion, though, they should be able to, unless Bill Belichick has a plan yeah. to really take care of them, they should be able to take care of Mac Jones. Like, they fire up. Let's go. It's home, home, you know, it's home 100%. field. Fire up. 100%. Fire up. Exactly. But with that, that's going to wrap up this week's Steelers touch down under. Marky D, as always. Go, Steelers.